Good morning. Good morning, friends. It's my favorite time. Let's get to the podcast. Uh, it may not even be morning when you guys are listening, but I don't know why it's morning for me. I love singing that song for some reason. Old John Legend song, not old, but a John Legend song. I can't, it was like, Good morning, girl. It's my favorite love song. I think that's what it was. Either way, welcome to Outside Perspective, folks. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. If it is later in your day, if it's later in the week and you're hearing this, well, this is coming out on Thursday, so I hope you're having a fucking awesome week and you're kicking ass and you're taking names and you're just doing the damn thing. So I have an excellent podcast for you today. But before I get to my guests, let me tell you about my homies over at Jumbo Superfills. You can go to jumbocbd.com and you can check out all of their amazing products. But let me tell you about who they are. They are a California-based health food company. They make CBD and THC products. I want to tell you specifically about their CBD products, though. Cannabidol. CBD. It's an adaptogen. What is an adaptogen? It's a natural substance. That's important. Natural substance, compound, which is considered to help the body adapt to stress and exert a normalizing effect upon bodily processes. This will help put your body in homeostasis. It has huge, huge, huge anti-inflammatory properties, which, if you don't know, inflammation tends to be the root cause of so many issues, especially autoimmune disorders. It can all usually be addressed by addressing inflammation. So CBD can actually help with that, among a whole other things. Everything that Jumbo makes is top-notch. You're getting the highest quality ingredients, the best products, and you know what is in everything that you're getting. In fact, you can actually go over to their website, jumbocbd.com. They send all of their products to a third-party laboratory to be tested for purity. So that way you know there's no other junk in there. And, uh, yeah, they're fucking fantastic. So go to jumbocbd.com. Check out all of their products. They have geese. They have lip bombs, muscle bombs, sprays, drops, both for you and your pets. So go check them out. I give my dog Jumbo CBD drops, put it in there, put it in her water, and uh, it helps her mellow out and relax. She suffers from extreme anxiety. So we will give our dog some CBD, and it has been a game changer for her, especially at nighttime whenever she needs to sleep. So go check them out, jumbocbd.com. You can save 10% off your entire order with code IWILL at checkout. One more time, that's jumbocbd.com. Save 10% at checkout with code IWILL. All right, my guest today is a repeat guest, Stu Beef. Stu is the co-owner of Output Performance. He is a coach. He is also 
an addict and he's living in recovery. And, uh, you know, I had Stu on the podcast, I think it was episode 11. I could be fucking that up. But we had a great conversation then, and he kind of briefly touched on uh, him being in recovery and him being an addict. But I didn't want to, I was, you know, still in the earlier stages of the podcast, and I didn't want to dive too deep into that. I didn't really know how comfortable he was having that conversation or not. I should have just tried to have it anyway. Just to you know, see if he was comfortable. But turns out he's super open about having this conversation. In fact, he actually has his own podcast that he started him and another guy who is also living in recovery. And uh, it's called Sober Set. So go check that podcast out. We'll put that on the show notes and we'll, we'll talk about it again in, like actually in the podcast. But I wanted to have Stu on to share his story and dive deeper into what it's like you know, being an addict and living in recovery so i think this is man just one of the most important podcasts i've done yet this and the one i released last thursday or two thursdays ago with nina Iden on tsw and topical uh i'm sorry and kratom these type of podcasts where we can bring exposure to real issues, things that people are really, you know, living with. And um, I, th- I think these type of conversations are so important because we all have the tendency to feel like we're on our own. And it's, it's so easy to feel like the world doesn't give a shit about you and nobody can understand what you're feeling or what you're going through. But like you're not alone. If if you're feeling it, if you're experiencing it, if you're going through it, chances are somebody else is also going through it right now. Or somebody's also went through it and made it on the other side. And I think it's important to hear those stories just to, to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, even though there may not feel like it. To know that there is another way. To know that you can get through this and and live the best life that you're meant to live so i just i can't thank Stu enough for coming on and sharing his story and i hope it it helps somebody out there if you know if you are if you are dealing with addiction if you know you're going down that that rabbit hole just know that you know it's okay and it doesn't have to be forever so i can't thank Stu enough for coming on the the podcast i think you guys are really going to enjoy this one and uh, yeah, I'm gonna get to the podcast. Check it out, guys. All right, there's a little bit of banging in the background, but hopefully it won't pick up. So here we are again, Stew Beef. Back at it. Uh, Dude, we had an excellent podcast, by the that way. That was a good one. Dude, a lot of people like that one. Did you get some? You got to get a good, uh, good response to it. Yeah, man, we have. It's still in my top ten even this month. Really? So, so whenever I look on the things, it will tell me like what's the top ten for the thirty days. Yep. And like you're still in the top ten for like I like it that thirty days. That's good. Yeah, it's because it's, you just have such a beautiful voice. It's made. I think that's what it is. For made for radio. <laughs> it really is. It really, really is. Face made for radio too. Yeah. So let's keep on with this conversation. We're going. We're talking about Bio Lane. Well, Definitely. that's his, that's his uh, Instagram. Lane Norton. 
Lane Norton. So what do you think about that guy? I'm just curious. Super, uh, super smart. Very smart. Very, very, uh, you know, he's a science guy. Yeah. Big into nutrition. Um, I, I agree with pretty much everything he's, he has to say. Yeah. I, I just wish he would go about some things in a little bit of a, a different manner. He's very, uh, he's very straightforward. He's, he's direct. He, he, yeah. He, and he, you know, if he, if he disagrees with you, um, or your stance on nutrition or disease or anything like that, he's, he's coming after you and he's coming after you in a, in a relentless way. Yeah. I wasn't aware of who he was until he did that JRE yeah. with uh, him and Dom, yeah. uh, D'Agostino. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So on, uh, who's, what was that? On? That was, uh, Rogan. Yeah, it was Rogan. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, keto versus non-keto, keto versus non-keto. but it wasn't even really a debate. Right. Like, I mean, it's just interesting to see, like, those are, you know, coming from the, you know, health wellness industry those are two guys that you know in terms of nutrition that i think are at the top top of the game yeah um in in terms of uh you know knowledge and how smart they are but they kind of come from different viewpoints right so that was one of my favorite podcasts to listen to to hear them kind of not really argue with each other but really just have a have a good discussion right um and you know they weren't there was never really was any uh animosity argument because those are two guys that that like to get into it yeah with other people that oppose them um, no, but Lane's smart, but, you know, kind of like we were saying, you know, he, he goes after people. And, he really does. And I, I, th- I feel like there's probably a better way to go about those things. Yeah. I wonder, though, he likes to use the word zealot. He likes to call people yeah, zealots. Yeah, he uses is he Is he too dogmatic about science? You know, does, does he just throw out anecdotal evidence? Does he, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause so, so that's interesting. So, so I feel like you and I are both pretty, uh, you know, we're spiritual, cerebral. Like, I'm, I'm a big thing into, you know— I'm not all about the science. It can't all be quantified. Exactly. Like, there's just some things that just, just unexplainable and, yeah. and, and, and inexplicable. And I think he's he's not about that. Right. Like, when he, when he was talking to Dom on, on JRE, <laughs> Dom would say something, and then he would ask these science questions. Like, um, I, I don't even know what the fuck he was saying, but, like, what are the variables? <laughs> or, like, what's this or what's that? And... Um, and I can see where that would really stump some people. Like if you weren't like a hardcore uh-huh. scientist and you didn't know like, like what is the uh, fuck? What what did he ask? What it was? Uh, I don't know. Was he asking like what was the baseline or something? But he used some other terminology. I don't yeah. know. I'm not as smart as that guy in no. that sense. Yeah, and that, and that's another thing too is watching him go after people, um, and and attacking them. That makes me so hesitant. Like I'm sometimes so frightful to post stuff on, on <laughs> social media because I'm like, who's coming after me? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm yeah. very confident in in what I know and in my philosophies on stuff. But like you get somebody like Lane Norton with 250 thousand followers and who's as smart as he is. Yeah, coming after you. Oof. Yeah, I have an issue with. Uh the fact that you, he is so hung up on science that, for example, there's no evidence that uh, like artificial sweeteners like diet soda mm-hmm. will disrupt the microbiome. But like realistically, like seriously, like I understand that there's no science to necessarily uh, validate that that claim 100%. But like anecdotally, I mean, we can probably look and just and just use your fucking brain and say, hey, this this chemical is probably not the best for my my gut microbiome. Right. No, like, I agree. That just makes sense to me. I agree. I, you know what I mean? Like right. I'm no fucking scientist, so. I agree. Oh, either way, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. We digress, Stu. No, you're good. We're here to talk about you. Yeah, absolutely. You just started a podcast. Just started a podcast. Um, we have uh, we launched. Four episodes, and we have another two that we've recorded that are 
getting edited and waiting to be uh to be uh to be launched sober sober set podcast sober set sober set how'd you um, come up with that name obviously so, the sober part sober but. part and then uh set is kind of like a set or reps okay. um so my friend uh mark sharp um and i uh started the podcast and uh we're both big into fitness uh two sober guys that have suffered uh from alcoholism uh drug addiction um and and i I kind of hesitate to use the word of overcome that because it's you've never overcome it. It's like a constant. It's every constant day. every day. You're kind of kind of battling, kind of fighting. Obviously, some days are better and some days are easier than others. Um, but you know that's why I hesitate to use the word overcome. But you know, for the time being, um, have kind of have overcome alcohol and drug addiction. Um, and we both are big into fitness, big into working out, lifting weights. So that's how we kind of came up with uh, sober set. Yeah, yeah. So you guys. Four episodes out now. You said yep. you had two you're working on. Um, I think you even said it on the – I know we just talked about it, but I think you said it uh, on, like, the earlier podcast. You guys were doing this, like, early in the morning, like, yep. on a Sunday in the gym. S- Sunday morning. Um, we get there about 5.45, 6 a.m. and start recording. Yeah. Um, we, which we, we, we kind of talk about it on the podcast, but it's, it, it's liberating to do that um, for us because we both have spent so many Saturday and Sunday mornings um, in a much different state of mind. Yeah. Um, it's nice to get in there, you know, super early in the morning, um, and not be hung over or not be still out, you yeah. know, in a drug induced state. Um, our, both of our drug of choice was cocaine. We were huge into cocaine. Um, and, and we both kind of had our, you know, had our party streaks. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of late nights, a lot of sleepless a nights, a lot of sleepless nights. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's, you know, it was looking back on it. It's, it's kind of sad. It's kind of scary um, to yeah. think about some of the nights, you know, near death experiences. Yeah, when you kind of um, look at it with like a clear head. Yeah, it's you know, like looking back on it. I mean, I haven't had a had a, a drink or a drug in in over two years. That's um, awesome. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And uh, looking back on it, I, I had a couple nights where it was like, man, how did I how did I get out of that alive? Yeah. Um, whether it was, you know weird run-ins with drug dealers or you know at three in the morning yeah. on the east side in st louis and of all places yep, yeah you know this is the safe city as yeah. far as that area right and then um or just you know one time you know it was kind of getting late and my high was starting to wear down and had a bunch of cocaine left and decided to put it all up my nose and was laying in bed the body my body was so physically exhausted but the coke, the my mind was just it's racing, on. and I literally f- like it was a weird moment. I'll never forget it. My heart was just pounding in my chest. I could feel it, and I literally was like, "My mom or dad's gonna find me here in my apartment um, in the Central West End at the time. This was five or six years ago, um, and I'm gonna die." Yeah. Like I really thought I was gonna die that night. I remember that. <sighs> That's it a was, scary feeling, dude. Dude, it was scary. It was helpless. Like I was so physically exhausted because I'd been going for so long. And then the worst thing is is coming down from that from that high because the you know it, you, you get so high so happy everything's so good when you're on that drug and then you just get hit with that ton of bricks when that high's gone. So as an addict, you're just chasing, 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 like trying to avoid that that down. Yeah. And that's what I did. I I was trying to avoid that down and and almost you know overdose and killed myself fuck dude yeah so. i mean that down is hard though i mean yeah. because well, i mean from a chemical standpoint right you went so high there's like a rebound effect right yep all the way down bam all the way down yeah. and, it, and it's crazy you know like looking back and and thinking about you know all, some of those nights and some of those experiences and 
experimenting with drugs and um it uh it, you know like i said it's it's sad and it's scary um but man it's uh it, it makes life um very beautiful now yeah you know very beautiful now well you have to go through the dark right to really appreciate yeah. the light that's for sure absolutely so when um let's let's go back a little yeah. bit what was your introduction to like when did you first uh kind of start altering your consciousness definitely so you know i, I feel like i was very my i feel like my uh partying and my alcohol use was very normal um in high school you know i would party with friends it was very normal Get some beer some natty lights exactly <laughs> Get 30 exactly like, <laughs> I, like I would have you know five or six beers at a party on a saturday night you know like later in high school and college typical college kid you know drinking with friends yeah um and then it was after i after i and then i, I played i played baseball in college and then i tried to play professional baseball um after college and that didn't work out and when that didn't work out and, and I kind of knew my my whole life. I was like, I really I want to play professional baseball. I want to be a major league baseball player. And when that kind of came crashing down, and that was apparent that it was not going to happen. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out what the hell am I going to do with my life. Yeah. Um. That's when it, that kind of moment that hit. Like I don't have anything. Like there's nothing. So I was you. I mean, it was living for the weekends. Um. I think I was I was giving hitting lessons on the side. I was like 23 or 24, like uh, baseball hitting lessons. Knew I wasn't going to be a major league baseball player, so trying to figure out my life, um, and I was doing that those those hitting lessons during the day, and then just living for Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and then I remember getting introduced to cocaine. Um, I was probably twenty four or twenty five. So you know, really, it wasn't an issue. I didn't even think, you know, looking back on it, there probably wasn't an, an, an issue with alcohol. Um, when I was in high school or college or even a little bit after college, but when, when I found cocaine. I remember the first time I ever did it, and I did that first line, and I remember thinking, because I have a very addictive personality as it is, I remember thinking, like, that was the most, first of all, that was the most amazing thing that I've ever, this is the most amazing feeling I've ever had, Yeah. and two, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. So I was very, like, at the time, I remember being like, um, and then I've, I've, it runs in my family, alcoholism, drug addiction runs in my family, so, and it's a very hereditary disease, Yeah. so I, you know, I knew I was right. predisposed to it. And then I remember that first hit of cocaine. I remember being like, "This is this is gonna be a problem." Yeah, just um, felt so good. Felt amazing. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, until um, probably a little bit later on, when I was like thirty, a couple years later, that I couldn't have alcohol without having cocaine. Yeah, it's like that classic. Oh, I, I never smoke unless I drink, or I only, right? It's like, I, well, the problem is you're always yeah. drinking. And, and so I would, and then it would get bad because I would tell myself. You know, okay, I'm just drinking tonight, and then I would get put in these bad situations because I would start drinking, and then I would be like leaving wherever I was to go get cocaine and calling drug dealers, and really like when you're when when you're an addict, when you're an alcoholic, like nobody else matters. It doesn't matter your kids, your wife, your friend, like nothing matters besides that high and really? getting that high. Yeah, it's, it's a it's sad, you know, really to think about. Um, but yeah, when I uh. It, it, when it, things really started to take a turn for the worse when I when I couldn't have one without the other. And then I started to, like, protect my addict self. So I would be sober, you know, like, let's say on a Monday morning. I'd be sitting there knowing that I had a big event on Friday or Saturday. Yeah. And so I would get the cocaine on Wednesday sober knowing that, hey, my drunk self is going to be needing this. Yeah. So I would, I would, you know. Just kind of prep yourself. Prep myself. And, and so I wouldn't have to go get it 
you know, in the middle of whatever the event was, whether it was, a, whether it was a, a wedding or yeah. a sporting event I was at that, you know, I was going to be drinking at. So I'd, I would like be looking out. My sober self would be looking out for my drunk self. Yeah. Like he's going to want this. Yeah. Well, you're thinking ahead. That's a good quality in, I, a, lot of, in a lot of ways. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not, not we, we just need to channel it towards other towards towards the right things. things. Yeah, exactly. Dude. I'm actually kind of shocked you didn't come across cocaine in high school. Yeah. Especially considering where you went. Cause right. Let's, let's just be honest. Like, Cocaine's a very, I mean, it's a, it's a wealthy person's drug yep. for the most part. Yeah. Um, and you went to MC. What? MICDS. MICDS. Yep. Which well, MICDS, I went there f- uh, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, and tenth grade. Then I went to a boarding school, um, transferred to a boarding school in tenth grade. Either which way. Which is the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I'll be totally honest. I never, never saw cocaine. Never really, like, it was never around. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school or college. Um, I remember, you know, I played, I played uh, baseball in college. All our baseball guys, nobody wanted anything to do with drugs. There was another sports team on campus yeah. that did a little bit of party and they had, you know, Molly and cocaine and stuff like that. And we all thought, like, what a bunch of losers. Like, Fucking that's just a, what a bunch of, yeah, that's yeah. Just weird. Like, who's judging? Yeah, like, that's, like, give me my booze. Like, yeah. I don't want that, that nonsense. And even after college, I remember I looked so downly upon people that use cocaine. I thought that was just, like, a loser thing. Yeah. And sure enough, I ended up. <laughs> we all do that, though, right? When we're yeah. young, we're so judgmental. I'm right. far less judgmental now that I'm 31 yeah. than yeah. I when I was 21. Right. But every, like, you look at somebody and whatever their situation is, and you tell yourself that could never be me. Yeah. You know how the fuck did you end up there, fucking mm-hmm. loser? Um, yeah, my high school was a little bit different. Um, I mean, I, I, I always smoked cannabis mm-hmm. since I was like 14, 13. Yeah. I've been doing that, but then you start drinking. And um, and then out of nowhere, cocaine did come around at my school. And uh, my best friend, we talked. I had him on the podcast. We talked mm-hmm. about it. He was deep into cocaine. He was dealing it. He was doing yeah. it all the time. He'd be up for days. Yeah. Um, he would come into lunch and just sit there with his water, yeah. like he's just sitting there drinking water because he was he was never hungry. Right. And uh, no, I didn't know this at the time that this was an issue for him. Um, I knew he was doing it, but I didn't like. I didn't understand like the severity of like how it can take over your life. Yeah, you know it, what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, and it does. Um, I I know some people. I've come across some people that are that are daily users. I was never like a daily user. Um, I was a, I was a binge guy. Yeah. Um, I would have I would have an event. I and and same thing with alcohol. I never like I'm an alcoholic. I'm an addict, but I never had a problem like sustaining from it. For for long periods of time. Like I, I was never like, uh, I, I, Oh, it's Monday afternoon. Oh shit. I'm getting I mean, that itch. Like, yeah. or like right now we're sitting here, it's Tuesday and I, I've like, there's it's, no desire. Yeah, I'm not, like you're thinking about, right. I'm not, I'm, I'm good right now. Like I'm not the, 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 the problem is when I'm at a wedding Yeah. or if I go to like, if I were to ever go to like Las Vegas for a weekend, like that's the type of thing that like, I got to be very conscious of when there's like a big event or a big, a bachelor party. Like I've, I've avoided a couple of bachelor parties the yeah. last two years, um, and truth be told, like my brother's getting married next year, and he's gonna have a bachelor party. I'm probably not gonna go. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to. I can't put myself in that situation because yeah. I, just, I just know, like I'm not mature. Like I don't. Well, think those I'm are mat- your triggers, right? Dude. Like I, I'm not mature enough to be at a bachelor party with a bunch of dudes that are partying and, you know, doing God knows what. Even yeah. if nobody's messing around with blow, but like. You're, you're yeah. around a bunch of people drinking. Yeah, you're in that partying. atmosphere, in that the energy. Like, you're just like, you know what can make this better? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> the thought process. That's the mind of an addict right there. Like, Dude, that's the problem. So, I mean, I have that – I'm not like an extremely addictive personality type, mm-hmm. but I definitely have my things. Like for me, dude, I can't, I can't have ice cream in the house. Yeah. I can't fucking do it. If there's a gallon of ice cream in there, it'll gone. be gone in two days. 
And like my girlfriend thought I was fucking around about that. Like we got uh, what's like a quart and a half, like those little oval things. Mm-hmm. I got we bought it, and um, she's like, "Ah, oh, like I'll just eat a little bit." And uh, and then she thought she was gonna have some the next day, and she came. It was gone. I fucking ate it. It's, fun, it's funny you say that. That's exactly how I am. I can't addictive I, personality, and and like my wife will buy the same thing. We'll buy like one of those uh, like quarts yeah. of ice cream. And we'll have it, and you know she's thinking, oh, this will last us like two weeks, and I'm, I'll, I'll take it down. It's like a day. You know I mean? Like I right. can sit here in one sitting and right. eat this. It's taking everything in me to not eat this in one sitting. Right now, I'd much rather have that problem than uh, than what I what I deal with with the with taking down an eight ball of cocaine in yeah. a night versus you know absolutely versus that. But it's that it's it's, an, it's you know I have yeah. a, I have an extremely addictive personality, and I'm addicted to the high. Yes. Like you know, so you talk you talk about like smoking cannabis. I think I've smoked weed in my life maybe five times, and all five just all experimental with people that that have smoked you know many times before I did at that time, and it just I just never got anything out of it. Wasn't your thing? I'm just I just don't like to be like mellowed. Yeah. I need to be like I need to go. I want high like speed. You know, high cocaine. That that like. Did you do like Adderall or anything? Adderall. Was that your shit in college? Loved Adderall. A lot of Adderall in college. You know, to get me, but not like to party. It, to get you through studying. Studying. To, yeah, but to, that's, is that, is that it, like the first it, step? Probably you know a I mean? big trigger because, you know, for people that haven't, you know, tried cocaine or, or Adderall I, I, or, or have tried Adderall and haven't tried cocaine, it's, it's kind of similar. I mean, cocaine's on a much different level. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it takes it's like you there. a different scale. Different scale, but it's it's very similar. So Similar compound, though, is it affects it, the brain the same way. Exactly. So. Exactly. And, and I talked <clears> about this on our podcast. My One of my go-tos was taking Adderall. Um, you know, a, a substantial amount of Adderall early in the day, starting to drink, getting to the point where I'm, you know, almost blacking out and then using that cocaine. And then uh, here I go. Now yeah. I'm ready to go. And it, and it just kind of put me into that like perfect. And, it, yeah. and it's sad to talk about because I n- knew exactly how to control my drugs and like my mind yeah. to, to get to the the ultimate like euphoria. Right. And I knew how long I had to until that started to come down. Um, usually around like 5 a.m. is when it was starting to like take a turn. When did you start? So how long, how long was the high I mean, dude, you? I could go like we would like, there's time, there was a couple times, especially towards the end. Um, I remember one time in particular, we, te- we played golf. We teed off at 9 a.m. And I took, I had like three, I don't even remember what the doses was, but I had three of them. I put two in my golf bag, uh, Adderall. Took one before the round, took one at nine holes, and then one at 18. Oh, shit. We started, we teed off at 9 a.m., just drinking, drinking you know, beers. tons of, you know, I probably had 12 to 15 beers on yeah. the golf course. And then, Dude, you, and then they got the golf cart lady golf coming cart around, lady. giving you drinks and yep. shit. Yep. And then after the round, you're going to the bar, and that's when I'm kind of encouraging everybody to start to take this to the next level. Yeah, some of the guys it's the 19th like, hole, baby. Some of the guys were, like, really starting to fade, and, like, I could tell, like, people were going to call it a day. It's, like, 4 p.m. I'm like, no, I got, I got the eight ball in my bag, like... <laughs> We're ready to go, but they didn't know that. Yeah, you know, like this was just me, and I'm just trying so to. So you're rally solo on all this, right? A lot of solo stuff. Really? Yeah, and, and this is another sad thing. Like you know, a lot of people, you know, cocaine's a uh, kind of a sexual drug. A lot of people will go cheat on their wives or go cheat on their girlfriends, and you know, they need sex, sex, sex. I was weird, dude. I just wanted to go to a bar where I would I wouldn't know anybody, and I would just want to talk to people, mm. and just like even dudes, I would just want to like talk, 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 and tell my story, and then I would get to the bar start talking to these people and i would literally think of these people as like my best friend yeah like this is my guy like and i would exchange numbers with these dudes yeah you're probably like hugging them and yeah, shit like, i remember this one Bro. guy this one yeah exactly <laughs> this one guy in particular worked for like monster energy drink uh-huh. or something and i think he was like a stock boy at some place mm-hmm. 
fucking, you know, not to say he's a nobody, but just like, just, and I remember thinking like, this guy's going to be like, yeah. president of the United States. This guy's the man. You see like, all the potential in the world. Right. And we're going to do big things together. And then like, you wake up the next day and you're like, oh my God, what did I just do? Yeah. What was I thinking? Because I'm at, you know, some hole in the wall bar where I knew I wasn't going to know anybody. Yeah. No one was, no one's going to know me, which is exactly what I wanted because I was going around. I mean, I'm sure everybody knew what the hell I was doing. Yeah. Off, you know. That's so interesting. So you go to these hole in the wall bars, right? Wall, yep. How does that work? I mean, you just go in there, you grab, you grab your drink, and yep. you just, you just find some fucking. Yeah. People. You go so, sit down with them at their table, yeah. or do you yeah, <laughs> like you make a fool of yourself. Like so, so cocaine also too. I, I'm a I'm a very confident person as it is, mm-hmm. and you get a little cocaine in me, and I, I mean I I think I'm fucking Brad Pitt, you know, <laughs> with, with the, the you know the knowledge of you know of uh, you know the smartest person in the world. So I had just confidence through the roof. So I'd walk into these places, and I would think that I'm like the best looking guy in the bar. You know what I mean? You just you get these feelings yeah. of like euphoria and you're the man yeah nobody, nobody can, can stop you, you you know yeah. i was never a fighter right you know i would never like get aggressive with anybody but you walk in there it's like i can i can have that chick yep. if i wanted her yep. like that, that dude is that dude that dude wants to come talk to me because yeah I'm cool. like i'm so cool dude like you want to be my friend exactly yeah. if i would you know my thing was i'd have a bunch of cocaine in the pocket and i'd usually you know make a point every half hour or so go reload in the bathroom and just you know get back on my get yeah. back on my game um, but just literally go like round the tables, just talk to people, just see, you know, and it's funny cause now like I look back on it and I'm, that's kind of how I am now. Yeah. Like that's my personality. I'm just, I'm very friendly. Right. I like talking to people. I like, uh, I, I'm, I'm not a fighter, you know, a lot of people get cocaine in them. Like I, I, a couple, couple buddies who I, I don't really talk to anymore. I honestly couldn't tell you where they are or what they're doing, but people that I ran with when I was doing that stuff, um, we're very aggressive on it. Yeah, and it, I don't get that and it shit. Really, like I hated that because when I was on it, I was like, I wanted to be friends with everybody. Yeah. I wanted like peace, love, like everybody's right. having a great time, like party, party, party. Like not like, hey, let's go, uh, let's go get aggressive with this other group of guys. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Some people, I feel like. <sighs> Certain compounds will just enhance your own personality. Mm-hmm. Like whether or not you're necessarily like that when you're sober, is is probably because you're just able to like you're able to like monitor those feelings and, and keep it in check. But you're deep down, nobody knows it, but you're feeling you're feeling that way. I've told I've told a lot of people this. I feel like your true like drugs and alcohol kind of almost reveal a lot of your your yeah. true um, because you know when you're drunk or when you're high on cocaine or something like that, you you. You know, you are who you are, but you know there's no con- like there's no consequences your, for your behavior, so you can go do whatever you're thinking. Yeah. You know Have you mean? heard the the term, uh, you know, uh, drunk words but sober thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hundred percent, dude. Yep. Yeah. I mean, some people, yeah, they get they're violent when they drink. Or I've never yeah. been that person. I would drink, yeah. and it's like I just I love everybody. Yeah. Like yeah. like how I can't even it's, comprehend how you can become exactly violent just because of a, a like a substance. Like right. how is this making you violent? Right. You know what I mean? What's going right. on with you internally? It would always it would always I would always be weirded out by that. I would I wouldn't like it. It would make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I you know, I I feel like it's a it, it kind of reveals some some of your personality. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, you'd always have, like, you knew in the back of your mind, hey, there's no consequences. And I would almost use it as an excuse. Like, I can go look dumb right now because I'm high on cocaine. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Oh, like, yeah, I I'm, go, I'm just high. I can go, yeah. Like, it was almost an excuse, and, like, you didn't just, you didn't care. And that's why I would always try to go to, 
because um, I was very, this sounds weird, I was very private about my cocaine use. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want people knowing. Like, I had a couple friends that, you know, I would do it with every once in a while. But, like, my favorite thing was just to have it privately by myself. And, you know, if we're out at the bar with everybody, I'm sneaking off to the bathroom every half hour, 45 minutes. Um, yeah. My wife, she, you know, she was, has never used. And towards the end, you know, knew that there was something really wrong, but was very naive to yeah, what you don't it all believe, is. Man. Yeah, she was. I, th- I think she was very naive. She, she's not familiar with 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 the drug or with with the use, or she hasn't been around people that have used it. So she was very naive, and we always laugh because she was like, "Yeah, I was." You know, towards the end, I was like, "God, this guy has to pee a lot." <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom every thirty. Hey guys, minutes. I'll be right back. I gotta go. Yeah, and then come Big back bladder. like, and then you come back and you're just geared up and ready to talk to whoever. That is hilarious. Yeah. Just needed that release. Yep. And but, yeah, fuck, dude. And it's you know, it's uh, it's just the way where I was going was was not sustainable. I thank God every day um, that that I'm that I am where I am now. Yeah. That I figured that out because that was just. A lot of depression, a lot of anxiety um, came with that stuff um, because towards the end, like I, 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 I deep down, I knew when I was using it, when I wasn't using it, even when I was sober, I knew that there was a big problem and I couldn't stop it. Yeah. Like I, I was very helpless. Um, but then once I kind of figured out, okay, there's a real problem, I was able to kind of start to start to get over that hump. Yeah. Like, hey, we can't do this. You can't. No, no you can't socially drink. Like, there's no such thing. Yeah. Um, I was never somebody that, that wanted a beer or two at happy hour or a drink or two. You know, like, I'm, I'm sure you've gone out and had a, a drink or two. Yeah. And then come home and, you know, you go to bed, whatever. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. It's it's a tough feeling to deal with, right? Yeah. Because um, – it's, it, it's a disease. Like, and, and it's weird because, like, people don't necessarily, like, understand or, or comprehend. Like, somebody who hasn't dealt with it. Yeah. Like might not comprehend or understand. It's like, dude, just have a drink with your friends or two, yeah, and then go home. It, it, and it's hard. It, like I can't explain. It. Like I, it's just I can't. Like it's literally like a, it's a disease. And, like, yeah, I have zero interest in doing that. I yeah, I I kind of go on both like both sides of that in mm-hmm. the sense of, I mean, I definitely have some um, some some addictive traits, mm-hmm. but I I have it. I mean, it's never gotten out of hand for me. Yeah. So like, it's saying things like fucking like sugar and, yeah. and and certain foods and things like food can be a real trigger for me. Like I grew up as a fat kid, but I've only done Adderall once, and that was actually pretty recently. Um, just I, just to try it, to be honest with you, get a lot of work done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was fucking tuned in, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually kind of almost reminded me like um I've been taking kratom, which is um it's just a plant. It's in the coffee family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it kind of reminded me just like taking some kratom and drinking some coffee or mm-hmm. something. But I was really tuned in. Um, I've never tried cocaine before. Yep. I've only had like one opportunity. I was sitting in the car. I was in high school. Yep. And um, I was with a few buddies uh, on the wrestling team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was with my 103 pounder. And uh, he's like, here, man, if you want to try it. And, but then he talked me out of it. Dude. He goes, I don't know if he talked me out of it because he just wanted the cocaine for Sport himself. Of, yeah, yeah, Probably yeah. all it was. But he's like, honestly, Adam, he's like, if you want to do it, dude, you can. But honestly, you're probably not going to get high this first time. Yeah. And then um, he's like, you got a lot going for you, dude. I w- you don't yeah, want to do this. Like, I would highly recommend not trying cocaine. Yeah, I've never tried like, it. Like, especially if you have any kind of addictive personality. Like, <laughs> it's not one of those things like, like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like, hey, try stuff like go skydive and do things like yeah. uh, that are out there but like that is a slippery slope like messing around with that stuff yeah man because it, like if you have like i just know for me like the second i that stuff hit my like senses i was i knew i was like 
this is not good. Yeah. And I was I wasn't able to live a normal life after that. Mm-hmm. You know, like cuz obviously I was a social drinker, but then the social drinking turned into like I can't drink without using the drug. Right. And I just loved it. I mean, I loved cocaine. Right. Like more than anything in the whole world as crazy as that sounds. Like that was my thing. Well, humans, I mean, we like to alter our consciousness. Yeah. We really do. Yeah, and that's that's, you know, a great point right there. Like I think that that stems to like Animals do too. Yeah, like so. Going back, kind of what I was talking about earlier, like I, I, the whole professional baseball thing didn't work out, and I was like looking for something. Like I needed more. Like that was kind of my high my whole life growing up. I was mm-hmm. like, baseball, baseball, baseball. Like I can't wait to get to the big leagues. Like it's gonna happen. And then I didn't really even come close. And then I was like, I need it. I need something. Like, yeah. There's nothing. And but and the, the hope is gone now, the hope, right? The hope is gone. Yeah. So now, so now I'm like my my alcohol. You know, ex- I'm partying to excess, and then it's like. Oh shit! I just got introduced to this drug, which is not only is going to heighten my, you know, my buzz, yeah, but also, oh shit! Now I can party a lot longer. Right. So you were partying pretty hard um, at that moment because there's a little bit of a gap, right? So baseball's done. Baseball's done. Cocaine hasn't come into the picture yet. Nope. Hadn't, but hadn't come into the picture. Is so at that point, your partying hard is alcohol kind of starting to become a problem? Any like I really I don't think blacking alcohol, out or anything no, like that. Or, I, no, no. I mean, I don't think it was ever. It was never like a huge. It, just it, just a lot of fun. Yeah, like looking back on it, it was all normal behavior. I think from a 22, 23 year old that's done with college. Yeah, like, I was partying with my friends. We were all drinking. Yeah, you know, were we drinking to excess? Yeah, yeah. You know, but like and partying. But was it? Was it getting out of control, or was it anything that I couldn't handle? Probably right. not. It yeah. wasn't really until well, no like, DUIs. So no that's DUI. Good. Yeah, no DUI. Like, and that's another thing, dude. I never like a lot. A lot of drug addicts, a lot of alcoholics, got to hit that rock bottom. They got to get arrested. Some kill somebody like by dude, you know with a car. The fuck yeah, out like of me to do I am that. so lucky that my rock bottom was. I mean, I, I had about three final chances with my wife. You know before yeah well you have like that that significant other that's super important to you like the thought of losing that person that like that freaks you out but like i said earlier man (laughs) drug is more powerful it'll it'll it it it, it takes over and and it and it and it gets a hold of you and it won't let go yeah and even now to this day like i still got the the bad dog in the ear like like dude i'll I'll be thinking about it i haven't told anybody this or i haven't talked about this on my podcast yet and i'm sure i will but like Dude, I've got this like thought in my head of okay, what if I won the lottery? Dude, I could go to I could go to a different country. I could go to Las Vegas and I could just party for a weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like and then I'm like and then I kind of reel myself back like no, 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 no. Yeah, dude, just, you've worked so hard to get to where you are now like you can't go back to that. Yeah. And it's like this like little fight, you yeah. know, where I get these like thoughts in my head like what if I was in Las Vegas right now and I no nobody knew me? Right. They didn't, you know, like I, like I, I'm very open about my sobriety around St. Louis. You know, people know that I don't drink, so I, I would I would it, I wouldn't I wouldn't enjoy going out because yeah. of fear of like seeing somebody. But like sometimes I think like, what if I was in like Las Vegas or Los Angeles where There's no I'm accountability, a, no accountability, like. I could do whatever I wanted. That'd be pretty fun. I could get that high again. Yeah. And then I got to reel myself back in. There's something to that, though, right? When you know that people aren't watching, you feel like you can kind of get away with yeah, it. Yeah, get away with it. It's like, all right. Yeah. Who gives a fuck, man? Which, which is a scary thought. You're, just, which is, you're, you're only accountable to yourself right. at that point, and you're just like, I don't care. Which is why I really am very careful about where I go, who I'm with. Yeah. Like, I love when my wife's with me. You know, if I'm going on a trip, she knows what's up, or my bro, you know, a family. Yeah, people or a close, you know, close friends. If I'm yeah. going out of town, um, because honestly, going out of town scares me a little bit. It's like, what's what's gonna happen? What dog is gonna w- w- take over? What's a voice gonna be in my head that's like, hey, it's okay, like, yeah. And and it's not gonna be like, hey, go drink a ton and do a bunch of cocaine. It's gonna be like, hey, dude, like, just go sit at that bar. 
don't even drink. Just go sit there. Oh, you know what I mean? It's just like a little, just a little, yeah. It's like a little, just like a little bad devil. Yeah. So just, your, just come on in. Dude. Just come on in. You don't gotta just, do anything. Don't do anything. Hang out. And then the next thing you know, it's like twelve hours later, and you've killed an eight ball of cocaine and God knows how many drinks, and you know, and and I'll be totally honest, dude. If I were to ever relapse, like it would be really hard to like mentally come back from that. Yeah. Like, I just thinking about it like really scares me. It's part of my driver mm-hmm. for staying sober. Um is thinking about like how awful that would be mentally. Like I've been sober a little over two years now and I work my ass off daily, you know, thinking about it, being conscious about it. And if that were to ever happen, first of all, if I were to relapse, it wouldn't be like, Hey, we're drinking two drinks. It would be like, it would be game on and it would be, go get a fifth yeah, and, an eight ball. and it would be over. Yeah. And then I, that'd be really hard to like mentally come back from because I've worked some for so hard for something for two years. Yeah. Um, that it would be, you know, imagine like working so hard for, you know, you're training for like, let's say you're a UFC fighter. You, you're working for a year and a half on, you know, getting ready for this fight. And then all of a sudden that just gets like taken from you. Yeah. Like you can't go fight that guy. It's over. Yeah, you dude, know? it sucks. It's, it's like, oh, it's, but the, like I said, it's, it's kind of one of my drivers for yeah. staying sober. So a lot of times when people quit something, they just inevitably replace it with something else. Mm-hmm. Did you try to quit before? And then like, a, did you have any failed attempts or did you just like, you know what? I just need to stop, and then you went cold turkey, or like, what was your process? Not any. There was a there was a couple times where I was like, I'm stop. I'm not going to drink for two weeks, or I'm not going to I'm not going to party for a month. Yeah, and I was able to do that. Yeah, and I, I always look back and I'm like, okay, that was kind of my relapse, but I never broadcasted it to people. I was yeah. never like, I've got a problem. It wasn't until I really like sent some text messages to friends, talked to my parents, talked to my wife, like, okay, I can't drink anymore. When I fir- when I that when I brought when I started to broadcast it to the world. That's when it made it, you know, it made it a lot easier. And that's when I was able to, like, stop. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it was normal, like, you know, when I didn't broadcast it to anybody, you know, it was normal to see Stu drinking. Yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't. Just what everybody yeah, does. Man. Now, if somebody were to see me drinking that knows me, would be like, what the fuck are you doing, Yeah, dude? not people so, know. So I've got that accountability, which is why going out of town or that, that, you know, it worries me. Like I, I, yeah, you can't go to Vegas. No, like that's dude, just a city you can't I, go dude, to. Vegas was my jam. Yeah, I loved. Vegas. I've only been one time. I went last year, I and it was. I don't a think blast. I could go. The only way I think I could go to Vegas if if I was with my wife, um, and it was very like, very hey, we're controlled. doing spa, we're doing nice dinners. We're going, yeah, you know, I say go golfing, but maybe not even then. Right? Is that a trigger? Yeah, is I, golfing a trigger for you? Oh. It's tough. <laughs> like. I love to golf. Yeah, it's such a fun I sport. I love to golf. It's it, it's very relaxing for me. I love yeah. like being outside. I love kind of being in nature. I love like you know, three four hours out in the course. Yep, yeah, yep. man. It, I, I wouldn't call it a trigger, but um, sometimes I, I get a little weird. Yeah. Like if I'm out with like like some of my buddies and they're all pounding beers. Yeah. It it can get a little yeah. a little weird sometimes for me. But if like I'm out with my brothers and my dad, like, yeah, it's not a big. It's got to be the right people. Got to be the, the right, right mindset. People, the right people. The right mindset. Like I'm not trying to go play golf with people that don't know me. Yeah. That are pounding and partying and stuff like that. Yeah, that's just know? no bueno. And you know, and this is something that you know, I and I've got two years sober, so you know, I'm still relatively new to this this sobriety and relatively young in this this journey. But hopefully I can get over that stuff. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to get to a point where, you know what, I can go to Vegas and not worry about that stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know it's going to be an ongoing battle literally till the day I die. Yeah. Um, to fight, you know, substance and yeah. alcoholism and addiction. Um, but, you know, like, I have a very close family member of mine that, that suffers from the same disease that has, what, 20 plus years. And he's able to do everything, like, mm-hmm. and have a great time. 
you know what I mean? He's kind of gotten past that, that point of um, where I'm at right now, which is like, okay, I get, I'm a little worried about certain situations. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go find myself in Vegas by myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to go to my brother's bachelor party in wherever it's going to be. Let's say it's Phoenix, you know, yeah. with a bunch of dudes, his buddies that I don't really know that well. And yeah, they're all there for a good time. Right. Dude. And they don't, they don't know me. Someone they, calls you know? a stripper. Next thing you know, you got an eight ball and we're fucking it's, snorting it's lines. Game, <laughs> and it's game on. Like, yeah, you dude. know, and so, you know, I think I've done a really good job of, of keeping myself out of situations like that. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to continue to, to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, even sitting here right now talking about it, it's like, you know, what if I was in, uh, you know, what if I went to Australia for two weeks? Yeah. Like, nobody would know. It's so easy to romanticize that type of stuff, yeah. right? And then yeah. you get in that moment, and you're just like, fuck, you're so mad at yourself. Yeah. Yep. Like, Why the fuck did I do we that? We just got to you gotta come back to reality. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, my life right now is so beautiful. I have a you know, 11-month-old daughter who's the most beautiful girl in the whole world. My wife is the most amazing person. And, you know, I have a – the. Uh, the gym that I own is doing really well. Like, there's just nothing to complain about. So yeah. that's my high now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think maybe, like, uh, I mean, you come from, it seems like a pretty solid family structure. Do you yep. think having that family and that community um, kept you from hitting, like, that, that true rock bottom that some other people 100%, hit? 100%. 100%. And I think it's it's been um, astronomical in my recovery. Absolutely. Like, it's, like it's I don't... mandatory for mandatory. recovery. Like, I, I can't imagine... If I didn't have my wife and my parents, and my you know, and, and some of my close friends have been very supportive, I don't know how I would have. Uh, been are you able familiar with any of like the addiction studies that they've done with mice and different things? Like yeah, Rat a little, City? yeah, 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 man. I mean, community. So for the for the listeners, right? They they uh, they gave a mouse the option of cocaine and water. And he was in a the, like the the mice are in a cage by themselves at this point, and they will take the cocaine until they die, right? But you give them them those same options, but then you put them like in this rat city, like this community of rats, and they have all these different things they can do. Maybe they'll try the cocaine, but then they won't go back to it again. Yeah, ha- having distractions is key. Like fitness is a big thing too for me. You know, yeah. I, I work out and I'm a big morning person, so I'm always up. You know, my alarm goes off at like 4:15 every day. Yeah. Um, Saturdays and Sundays usually off at like 5:30, um, but I'm up and I'm I'm moving. I'm coaching. You know, I've got like 10 people that I train at 5 a.m. Yeah. Every day during that the week. That purpose is huge. huge. Yeah. And, and and like I said, like we talked about earlier, having accountability, like mm-hmm. having my wife, having my, my mom and my dad. Um, and another thing, um, so my dad, you know, he's he's my family member that is this has 20 years sober who's suffered from the same thing. Like having him as a resource yeah. has been huge. He's walked that journey. Walk, he did the sa- he was, went down the same journey. Was it's, cocaine also his? His cocaine, yeah. Oh, same shit. thing. So, I mean, like when we to- talk to each other, it's – it's this we're like the same yeah what he you did, are your dad he, yeah i it, it's amazing weird? yeah and then now that i'm it's a, this is another thing that's kind of weird too like since i got sober like i'm so much more aware of myself and who i am like even my voice like i remember when i was like like two years ago when i was still using like i had this vision of almost what i looked like and what my voice sounded like mm-hmm. and then i would hear it like like on a like on the like a like a karaoke or you'd yeah, hear it or you something it and i'd be like whoa i sound like that yeah like that's weird i don't think i sound like that yeah. but now i that's how i sound to myself yeah it's cr- as weird as that sounds but i just think it's just i'm so you much sound to yourself like the the weird way no now i sound now i sound like 
what, what I think I sound like. Oh, okay. But Not before yet. I was like, yeah. whoa, that's what I sound like? Yeah, you had like this false uh, perception like, of yourself, right? I was like, who is that person? That's not how I talk. That's not what I sound like. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it is. It's on recording right there. Yeah. But now I'm like so much aware. I'm like, yeah, that's what I, that's, that's me. That's yeah. what I sound like. And I have also too, like I see like, like some mannerisms. Like I'm like, oh my God, I'm my dad. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Like he's an unbelievable man and he's overcome, you know, kind of what I've overcome now for 20 plus years. Um, but like, like going back, like, I don't know how I would have done that without that, that's that family, um, yeah. that structure, um, and that, that accountability. Yeah. It's, and, and I, and I, and I'm, it makes, it makes me sad cause I know that's, that there's probably people out there that are, that are, that are going through or, or went through what I went through Yeah, and they don't have the accountability or they don't have, um, you know, the upbringing that I was blessed to have. Right. And they're in trouble. Yeah, and I guess that's where, I mean, a lot of, like, AA groups or NA, is it Narcotics Anonymous? NA, and then NA is Narcotics, and, and then, then AA, AA is Alcohol. Is alcohol yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, you get that community there, but what yeah. happens, you know, that's only, you know, once a week. Or I, mean, however, I mean, I guess you could probably go to a meeting yeah. every day at different spots. Yeah. But, um, I mean, what happens when you go home? Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting, too. So, ever since I got sober to, you know, two plus years ago and I've kind of become open about it. I've had a lot of people reach out and I've talked to a lot of people that are, whether it's their brother or their family member, or whoever their friend is going through something similar. Um, it, it's amazing to see like who's kind of doing well with recovery and who's not. Yeah. Like I know, I know people that have gone and spent thousands tens of thousands of dollars on rehab centers multiple yeah. times and it's not working um myself i never went to rehab i never i went to a couple AA meetings but i haven't been to an AA meeting in almost a year okay you know i've just i've kind of figured out what works for me in right. my sobriety and how i need to stay sober um and that all goes back to like family and wife and you know my kid but I look at some of these other people, and it's like they're spending tens of thousands of dollars at these rehab centers, and it's not working. Yeah. Um, and I think it's all because, you know, at the end of the day, you have to do it for yourself. Yeah. And, you ha and there needs to be purpose. Um, and I remember the second I got sober, when I really kind of – this was, you know, I got sober December 10th of 2016. And I remember within that first – and that was when I was like, okay, this is – like I don't know, I can't explain what happened in my mind, but it's it was like, like this is done. Like, like I'm never, I can't. Clicked. Yep, I, I can't do it. I can't have another drink ever again. It's not like, oh, I can't do the cocaine anymore, but I can still drink. It's like no, no substances. Like that can't yeah. happen. And I started to broadcast that, and then I I remember like things started to happen in my favor, like good things, like yeah. the whole the the gym thing. I got a, an email literally within like two weeks. Of, and I'm a big law of attraction guy. I'm oh, a huge yeah. believer. I'm all about it. And I remember, like, I got this email, and it was a pretty big email from the the guy that owns the uh, the baseball training facility. We're inside, and it was it was very along the lines of like, we need somebody to open a gym in here. You're gonna you own the gym, like it's a separate entity from the baseball thing. And I remember being like, oh wow, this is like what I've always wanted. Yeah. And then just like it's amazing to have the last two years I've been sober, like the things that have fallen in place. Yeah. You know, sometimes I pinch myself. I'll be standing in the gym and I'll just be like, I'll have, you know, like this morning I was training, uh, we had four, I had four professional baseball players, two of which a really good chance to make the big leagues, yeah. and a, a professional MMA fighter. And I'm training all these guys. I'm like, and I'm like looking up and I'm like, I own this gym and here I am training like these guys, like this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Train these athletes. I'm like pinching myself. Like this is heaven. Like yeah. this is it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you probably couldn't – you wouldn't have been able to fully appreciate it if you had gotten it 
prior. And it would have never even, it would have never happened. Yeah, it would have well, never manifested. Or just think, what if it started and you're in the midst of your cocaine yeah. and then you fucking lost it all? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, this is another weird thing and I haven't really talked about this much. Like, there was, I've trained people high on cocaine before. Yeah. I remember this was a long time ago when I was well bumped to pick you up in the morning. Dude, it was it was one of those. It was the same night that Monster Energy guy that I I had a buddy's wedding Friday night rehearsal dinner. Just got absolutely bombed. Was out till five in the morning. Was it you know Pepper Lounge? Was it uh, we went to the casino late night and then back to that dude's place with there was a bunch of people there, just just getting crazy. And I remember my buddy's wedding was the next day, and I was training. I I was training uh, a a couple, a man and a woman, who had a kid um, at like nine in the morning. And I remember I got home. My wife is just beyond livid. She's like, "What are you? Do- it's six thirty in the morning. Like, what is going on?" Um, and I remember being like, "I got to take a nap because I got to go train these people." And I couldn't take a nap. I was just like sitting around the house. She left because she was going out and hanging out with some friends for brunch or whatever beforehand. Um, and then I remember going into the gym, had a bunch of cocaine left over from the night before that I was going to be using for the wedding that night. Okay. And I remember being in the bathroom right before they got there and being like, I need to do this to get, you know, get through it. And I trained them high. And I remember being like, feeling really weird. Yeah. Like, and then kind of knowing like this, I'm, I'm off right now. Like I'm not myself. Like I, I'm. Yeah, I'm jittery. I'm like, they're they've got to know something yeah. weird is that going on. That jittery feeling sucks, oh, dude. Your heart's racing, like your hands yeah. racing. I've done that with just like too much yeah. coffee or before. And even like so. talking to you about it right now, it's like it's a shame. It's like shameful. Like what? Yeah. Like it's sad. Like what the like what the fuck are you doing? You know, it's it's crazy to think about though, but that's that's the life of a lot of successful people yeah a lot of successful business people too yeah oh i mean you've seen wolf of wall street oh, yeah. i mean that's a real thing like yeah. there's a lot of dudes out there just fucking doing, doing coke yeah. and yeah. and st- striking business deals because yep. everybody's their fucking best friend and every idea is great like let's fucking do this yeah dude that's exactly how it was too <laughs> and this was before i really was any i'm not, I'm not saying i'm anybody now but like well you're taking steps taking to become steps the to person be, that yeah, you know you like, are i was you know I was a nobody and uh, you know I thought I was the shit you know yeah. and I thought this random dude here who I'm talking to who's you know like a whatever yeah. is me and him are going to you know about to take start over the, the world Fortune 500 right, company, dude. right. It's, yeah I think of like um I mean I watched a lot of movies growing up but I think of like in movies where it's a scene like the guy wakes up the next morning and he's like what the fuck happened and then in his mind he's like Oh man, I did this, and then they flash to the next scene. It's really him, just like, what? What's right. up, ladies? Why? Know. And he, you know, he thought he was just like, you know, the suave I motherfucker. Know. Like, <laughs> dude, I think back on it, I'm like, I kind of wish I had a camera on me for a lot of those nights, but I kind of wish I didn't. I yeah. don't, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see that or hear Shit, myself. Man. So, but. did you have any? Um, so we when we talked about your family and and, uh, and like the community aspect, but were there any other like are there any other things that have? Uh, like protocols or practices that you've had or that you've that you've done uh at least maybe in the beginning with like journaling or do you have like a daily gratitude practice or what other like techniques kind of for recovery yeah for recovery so so, you know in the beginning i was going to um i saw a therapist okay addiction specialist okay uh you know addiction like talk therapy yep talk therapy um i would go once a week okay um everyone the first couple sessions i remember my my parents would come and then uh there was a, there was a, I I saw him once a week for like six months like the first six months I was sober, um, and that that helped a lot just kind of talking about you know, understanding the disease and understanding like what is addiction and then hearing him talk about 
other people that he's seen and being like, okay, the, the helping me realize, okay, I'm not insane. Like, this is what this drug does. Like, right. this is, okay, it's not, it's, I'm not saying it's normal, but yeah, when you're on cocaine, yeah, you're going to be like, out this till, is what happens. this is what happens. Yeah. So it, it, it helped a lot. Um, and then I'll never forget one thing he said to me, um, you know, you know, we, you know, we, we talked about my dad, but I have, I have a few other family members, um, that are, that are recovered, that have, that have, that struggled the same disease I did, that have, that have over, I say overcome, but that are, you know, living, yeah. a, living a, a recovery. They've gotten a grasp on it. Gotten a grasp on it. They're, they're living in recovery. And yes. I'll never forget the addiction therapist said, yeah, addiction runs rampant through your family, but so does recovery. And I remember hearing that and being that's, like, oh, powerful. that's fucking cool. Yeah. And I'll powerful, never forget man. that. And that like, that like kind of stuck with me like, okay, I got a shot here. Yeah. Because cause... there's a lot of families where, you know, people die. You know, of, some people you know, are just losers, dude. Yeah, and they 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 can't they don't they don't figure it out, um, and, and they overdose or or something. You know, I'm listening to you. Keep talking. S- something bad happens. I think my phone just died. I'm still listening, dude. That's true though. That's a powerful fucking statement to yeah. say that you know. So like, um, recovery is also rampant in your family because at that point now it becomes possible. Yeah. Because the human mind is such a. We might only have half video for this one. It's okay. That's, that's my fault. Right. No, we're but good. um. Yeah, that's that's powerful because you see it all the like all the time just in humans. Things aren't possible sometimes until maybe we we see them done or like there's an example. And I think of like the four minute mile. People yeah. thought that was impossible, but now you have high school kids regularly yeah. breaking. Dude, I see it in the gym all the time with stuff. Yeah, like there's no, like you know I I remember thinking a four hundred pound squat was like unattainable. And now, dude, I have guys in my gym squatting 900 pounds. Yeah. And, you know, like, and then the possibilities it, just open. And now. you see that and you're like, okay. And then, um, or like times on certain, you know, efforts on the rower, or the skier, or the airdyne. It's like, no one's going to beat this time. And then the next thing you know, somebody smashes it, you know? Yeah. But no, going back to it, it's, you know, seeing multiple family members and especially someone as, as close, you know, to me as my dad, you know, that have. And and then when 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 everybody kind of found out that I was dealing with this, then people were open about talking to me about their stories, you know, in my family that are, that are in recovery, telling me like, hey, this is this is what I went through. Yeah. This is this is what happens. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and and then seeing like, hey, living a sober life, like it's okay. Right. Like you don't need to go rage. You know what I mean? Right. Society makes you feel bad for, especially if you don't drink. Yeah. You go out because I've been I've actually been kind of. Uh, I feel weird about. It. I've always feel weird about it. Yeah, like I get offered a drink, you know, from somebody that doesn't, you know, they don't know me or they don't, and, and I always be I'm like, I feel weird being like, no, yeah, I don't, I don't drink. Like you almost feel like rude. Yeah, you know? but it's, it's but it's not wrong. You know right, what I mean? I right. feel I've been kind of wrestling with for the past few years. I keep telling myself like I'm probably gonna. I don't drink often. I'm much more of a social drinker. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't really like the f- way I feel the next day, man. Yeah. I feel all like bloated. I can feel like I'm holding water and I feel tight. And I just don't, I know I don't get good sleep. Right. But, um, you know, you go out and people just act like if you don't have a drink in your hand, yeah. it makes them uncomfortable. Right. Well, at, at the end of the day, like, and, I, and I'm not bashing drinking, like, there are many people that can, you know, drink socially. Like, there's just nothing, fine. nothing wrong with it. But at the end of the day, like, what it, it's poison. It is poison. Like it's, and it's the, one of the first poisons we're introduced yeah. to. You know, and, right. we're, and we're told it's okay. Like, right. like, for me being a cannabis user, like, I, I, I wrestled when I was young. Not, like, the physical wrestling, but, like, I wrestled with the fact that, you know, you're always being told that this, this compound is bad, but this one is okay to do. Mm-hmm. So then I would be like, all right, man, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to quit smoking because I need to get my life together. And I'm going to focus. But then I would just inevitably start drinking more, which is harder on my body. Yeah. And then, 
now if I don't drink or something, like I don't I don't really feel the pressure anymore, but I can think of an instance to where like you know, you go out, and then if you don't have something in your hand, you kind of feel awkward a little bit. Yep. And then everybody else is looking at you like, why aren't you drinking? Right. Like, is Yeah, so so is, <laughs> is an alcoholic, like, my go-to is, like, I'll clip soda in line. Yeah. Is it, lo- it looks like a drink, you know. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that probably because. Cl- cl- clip soda in line is always my go-to. I think it tastes good, too. Yeah. And it's something different than just water. Yeah. So, you get, okay, you're out, and it's like, okay, this is my cocktail. Like, my dad drinks, uh, what does he drink, Cranberry and Club. Yeah, it's like his cocktail. It's got some fizz in there. It's got a little, yeah, you got it's something different than just plain like ice water. Right. You know, and for you know you you feel a little bit better about yourself that you've got like something in your hand that's not just like right. ice water where like you you know oh why isn't that person drinking what are they watching their weight or you know whatever it's like yeah. no if I have that drink I'm gonna spiral and right. might end up killing myself. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's um it's it's crazy how we just accept. We just accept everybody poisoning themselves on a regular basis with that particular compound. Yeah. It's crazy. And then, I mean, sugar. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that lights up the brain just the same as cocaine. Right. I think about I that, think, too. I, I th- that I, is a fucking drug, I dude. Know. Sugar is well, a I, drug. I don't want to speak on something I'm not 100% sure, but I think sugar and cocaine are t- – the most addicting to the most addicting substances. One hundred percent. I yeah. think sugar might even be more the so. Most. More so. I think sugar. It lights yeah. up. Yeah, like cocaine lights up a like a certain area of your brain. Sugar right. lights up like the, the whole thing. Thing. Yeah. yeah. They're, and they're, we give it to babies at once. Yeah. There's. Like, I, I, I. Again, I don't want to speak on something I'm not a hundred percent sure about, but I'm I'll talk sure out of my ass. I don't sugar, care. Sugar. <laughs> yeah. There's. So, I've read something about sugar being. So people don't look at it as a drug, but if you look at it, so okay. The coca leaf mm-hmm. in itself, people chew on that all the time. It's not super addictive, and it's not you don't get this fucking crazy rush, but it's like coffee, essentially, right? It's just yeah. a coca leaf. Yeah. But then you take it through this process, you extract, uh, or you fucking, I don't know what the whole process is, but then you get this concentrated uh, molecule of cocaine, mm-hmm. um, which has been re- extracted from the coca leaf. It's the same thing for sugar, right? I mean, you have sugar cane, yep. and then now you take it through this process, and now you have this concentrated form of white sugar, right? right? Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, But exactly. one we put in food and it tastes good and we say yeah. it's okay. But sugar high, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Kids yeah. get in that rush. Or like, a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, like I said, like you can have a sugar addiction. What? Like 100%. Or, or you can be like, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm watching a movie on a Saturday night. Like, okay, I can't watch this movie without having my pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah. You know, or yeah. or sometimes for me, two pints of Ben and Jerry's right. ice cream. You can be addicted to anything. Yeah. You really, really can. Yeah, um, some, yeah some... We, we talk about it on our podcast. It, like, you know, and our podcast too isn't just for people that are suffering from, you know, alcohol or drug addiction, but, you know, like sex addiction. Sex addiction. Um, food addiction. Gambling. You know, gambling, exactly. Um, I think, you know, food addiction is, is – is very prevalent. A lot of people because deal it's with stuff that. that people, you know. Now that we're talking about, it, I'm kind of thinking, and I like to go, but like, oh, yeah, like, um, like it's like stress relieving or like uh, escapism. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, I find myself to this day still like I'll um, use food as like an addiction from like anxiety or stress. Like if something's at the gym that's stressing me out, like okay, call my wife. Like, what are we doing for dinner tonight? Okay, let's let's do something a little different because I need to like cope with this anxiety that I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Which is exactly what I did with alcohol and drugs. Right. You know, like I, I, it would just be like on the weekend. I'd be like, oh, like I'm stressed, but just get to Friday. And yeah. then all that stress and all that anxiety is going to be gone. But it's going to be back 10 times on Monday. It really you know? you know, certain carbohydrates will um, – There, it's it's like an I don't, I don't know which compound, but I, I want to say like an opioid. But mm-hmm. like it hits a certain receptor in your brain. Like carbohydrates do that. Yeah. So they kind of are like a drug. Right. 
and and they definitely can be. That's why like we, I talked yeah. about ice cream, but there's just certain foods that well, I just it, I can't. Yeah. I'll eat it all. It's stuff that feels good. Yeah, you know, like sex, uh, f- eating. You know, like getting that like sat- that pleasure. That satisfying. Yeah. Aubrey Marcus says that a lot. Um, he's like, is it is is the temporary mouth pleasure worth like the long term thing? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I like a good quote. It's uh, don't uh, sacrifice for you want most for what you want now. You know I mean? That's a good one. So yeah, and, and like most good things are, are worth you know yeah. worth waiting on. Yeah, they really are, man. You it's know? it's about that delay gratification, not the not the, yeah, not and, the instant. And that's why like that cocaine, that alcohol, that is an instant gratification. That is like okay, I know if I have alcohol or, or cocaine right now, I'm I'm good, and it takes. Does that five release seconds. dopamine? Do you know? Do you, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Because I mean, I mean, serotonin is like the delay gratification. That's the right. long term feel good, and then right. dopamine is the now. So yep. I would imagine. I wonder if there's like a just a rush of dope. I mean, I imagine there. I has think to it be. is. There yeah, has to be yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Just a but, rush but of you, dopamine. You get that with, you know, slamming booze or yeah. like taking that hit, like a hit of cocaine will give you instant like, super pleasure, super high. Like this is like life is amazing type of thing um same with sex i mean you can get that like that's immediate pleasure um but like things that are like you know worth worth waiting you know like like they make you way happier like growing a business yeah you know what i mean like that stuff like like that doesn't happen overnight no you know you have to like work and work yeah yeah that's why like i you know you aggressive delay yeah delay gratification yeah Um, dude it's so important um i can whenever i was fighting there are so many times when you're cutting weight and you want to eat now, but I just tell myself, just think about how happy you're going to be in the morning when you step on that scale and you're a pound lighter. Like, mm-hmm. is it, are you going to be as happy now if you eat like that that fucking ice cream tonight? Right. Just think about how how happy you'll be tomorrow, and that would always drive me. How happy will you be tomorrow? How happy will you be tomorrow? When just you think, w- when you wake up tomorrow and you didn't have that cookies and brownie or whatever, you feel yeah. so good, dude. And yep. then it's like energized. It's like, yeah, uh-huh. I can uh-huh. do that. And you start feeling exactly. better, and then it's like a little win, and then you, you get yeah. momentum. Another win, another win, another win. Yep. Um, so you you've used the word disease a few times and addict and words are super important have you ever i'm not saying it's not a disease Mm -hmm. but i i sometimes wonder is it a good thing to label certain things like to put yourself in a box or to say you are this because then is it is it too easy to then identify with that i like to yeah i like to i you know it is a disease um and it's it's hereditary i mean it it's it's something that like it is what i am you know what i mean like i am an alcoholic like i can't there's no like going around it yeah you know what i mean like i can't go have social drinks right you know what i mean and it's and it's something like i don't know if i was you know i, I said it was hereditary but i don't necessarily know if i was born with it or, or i just kind of yeah ad- adapted you yeah know, as, as, I, as i've gone along as i went along um but it's uh i mean I, yeah i think it's a disease and, and it, it helps I like to label. Yeah. Because I like to like be like, that's who I am. Okay. Okay. So that's who I am. Now I need to adjust and, and, and uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm kind of the opposite. So I don't necessarily like to put like hard labels on anything. Yep. I would say like you could label like like I have personality or I have like extreme um, addiction or like I have like a, an extreme addictive personality. But to say like I am – I can understand the power in that because then, right. th- then there's ownership, and then now you can do something about yep. it. It's th- I think the issue can come in is whenever you get stuck in that label or st- you know whatever you're calling yourself because eventually right. are you that forever? You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever the case may be. I it, am. It, do- it doesn't I, necessarily I, have to be addiction, but I, like – Yeah, I, I really think you are. 
Um, like I know I'm never not going to be an yeah. alcoholic. Right. Like that's, you know, it's just how it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I'm never going to be able to right. have a, a drink or two. Right. You know? Yeah. Like that's me personally. I mean, right. there, that there might be different for somebody else. There might be somebody else who's gone down the same path I did was a you know a reckless drinker used a bunch of drugs party 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 had a serious problem serious issues went to AA and then got out and then you know in ten years they can drink socially yeah like that's possible I mean I'm sure well, it's even possible. if they can't drink socially it's like all right well I used to be an addict I still deal with the addiction every yeah. day but I'm no longer right. that yeah that's a that's a that's an interesting conversation it's because it's kind of like you know people identify yeah. with their it's, jobs yeah, like, I, guess I am this and then yeah. they lose that job and it's right. like well, what the fuck am I, like, I, I I'm I, a baseball player yeah I think it's it's just perspective and how, how you look yeah. at it I do like to think about like I like to I like to identify with it yeah it, it, it honestly it helps me yeah you know what I mean? I'm not saying there's one one's right or one's wrong no. or anything. I just sometimes I just wonder because I have a hard time with identifying with certain things because sometimes if you identify with something so long and then you lose it or like like that's just a piece of you yeah. that is not all hey, of you. You gotta do like what works for you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like everybody's different. One hundred percent. And things work differently for for certain people. Like for me, that's just I like I like yeah. to identify as it because um, I th- honestly like that's who I think I am. Like I check. Yeah, it keep, it, and, and it help it helps in my recovery. Yeah. Um, and there's also there's a lot of different ways to to do things. Mm-hmm. There's not one right way. There's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different ways. There's a to, lot of to, ways to, to make. You know, it we talk we talk about it in the gym all the time. Like, oh, what's what's the what's the best way? It's like there, who's the, okay? Yeah, there might be a best way for a certain person, mm-hmm. but what's best for Adam and gonna be best for Stu? Yeah, you know, yeah. like in the gym. Yeah. Dude. Um. So yeah, you know, it's it's big to find out. You know what works for you, and, yeah. and like kind of self talk, like you know, like for me, like identifying is that helps. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, because then I mean, now it's concrete, right? Yeah. Whereas before, you probably, I can see where it can help because if it was very gray before, before you it, know it's what I mean? nothing. Like, like it, I'm not this, I'm yeah, not that. But, it's it's. But now you have to own your shit. Right. Right. And it, yeah, before very gray, like, okay, doing this cocaine till six in the morning is is. That's not normal behavior. Yeah. So I got to stop that. But I'm going to continue socially drinking. But then that went on for a couple of years. It's like, okay, yeah. I, I can't. There's no such thing as social socially drinking. drinking for you, yeah. Right. It's just not a, like, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. It's, you just got to have that hard line. It's hard to explain. It's hard to like. It's, 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 it makes sense what you're yeah, saying. I totally understand it. It's it's dude. It's weird. It's just it's hard so, to explain. Sometimes we just identify with these words. Yep. And then we act accordingly. And it's like I think, say like it's like yeah, it's like yeah, you are an addict, but you're not only an addict. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And like, some people just identify their their whole selves yeah. with this. thing. Oh, I like to think of myself as a lot more. Than just that, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> At least I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Now, have you um, are you familiar with like kind of any of the research that's that's coming out as far as like addiction, depression, with like some like the use like, of like psilocybin and and some of these psychedelics? Have, no, not re- uh, you know, like I'll, I'll listen to Aubrey a little bit. Yeah. Talk about like psychedelics, but. Um, that stuff's interesting. Yeah, have you had any I, experiences with them or like, like so? What are your thoughts? Like, you know, my experience, like I, I, I don't want to go near anything that's gonna like alter my state of mind. Okay. Just because of I'm like fearful of what that would trigger. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like you know, I never had a, I never had a problem really with anything besides alcohol and cocaine. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to go like try to smoke weed because well, I don't know what that's gonna 
trigger. Right, you know right. I mean? But specifically with like a psychedelic, like an like an ibogaine or a, which has helped a yep. lot of people kick right. some severe addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I just I get I get personally. Yeah. Me, I, I get very like yeah hesitant to to put like and and maybe it's just like that label of like oh I'm putting a substance in my body yeah it's gonna alter my state of mind mm-hmm. I just get weirded out about it but the way it alters your state of yeah. mind it's like it's almost it's, like rewires your brain yeah like it's it's it works for people yeah I just wasn't sure if you yeah. if, if you've done much research on haven't it done enough I'm not saying that or... you know down the road I'm not gonna you know yeah be sold on it but like. I just haven't done enough research. It's interesting the things that you know that they're doing with it for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're just uh, not wanting to put anything, anything in your body, I yeah. totally. I see mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of like meditating. Yeah, and I know Aubrey talks about um, from on it talks a lot about um, like taking certain certain psychedelics um, to meditate, and he can, you know, he he always talks about like you know expanding his mind and opening his mind, and yeah. some of his best ideas come from his meditative state when he's taking, you know, certain psychedelics. Yeah. Um, which I think is fascinating. But for me, and it's also like, I don't know, you know, with, with my experiences with substances, it's, you know, I, I just, I, I just got, I, I just, Oh yeah. Very careful about it. 100%. And, and the thing is, man, like we're in a society where it's, it's transitioning. We're learning more and more and, and people are, are having conversations and being more open. But I mean, there's just been, a ton of misinformation and lies is kind of fed to people. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know, cannabis has no medical benefit and mm-hmm. it's going to hurt you, but drink all this alcohol that you want. You know what right. I mean? Which is poison. Right. Yeah. But, you know, but cocaine has a medical, it's class yeah. two has, has medical uh, application. Mm-hmm. So it's, and heroin even has medical application. Yeah. So you're just yeah. so it's you just we're told these things like LSD is going to rot your brain and and diff- you know what I mean. Yeah. But it's it's not really based in any like science or truth. So right. then people become weary of yeah. things that could possibly help them or isn't really going to have a harmful effect of them, and they're just right. they're just sold this lie. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. It is kind of funny how you know you know people rip on like cannabis. Yeah. But they're the same people that are, you know, popping Xanax, yeah, pop, or <laughs> smashing booze, yeah, eating fast, going you know, McDonald's, dog shit food, make sure their kids are taking their Adderalls, right, you know right, I mean? exactly. I just right. posted a meme about that. It's like, uh, I, dude, I, yeah, I think I saw that. That's why, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. dude. But it's true. Yeah, I mean, man, you know? it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. It's just the amount of misinformation, and not to say that these substances are compounds for everybody. But right. yeah, you know what I mean. Like to each their own. Um, but it's just. I've, the more I've learned, especially with like ibogaine and different things, like some of these people are, are iboga. Some of these people are having some fucking yeah. profound experiences to where it's like I can't remember which podcast I was I was listening to, but this guy was talking about this lady who was treated. I think it was iboga, or, uh, and then she uh, she came out of it, and she, whatever she had saw, she she came to the realization like, why would I ever put that in my body? Like she just had this, this profound experience to where she just valued herself so much mm-hmm. that she could never even imagine putting that needle back in her arm because before like she didn't care, but now whatever happened just changed everything. Right. That shit just fascinates me, dude. Yeah. It's so crazy to think about, but uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. It's not for everybody. Addiction. Alcoholism. It's interesting. I know, I know, man. This is fascinating shit. Yeah. Um, 
I think we've covered almost everything on it. Oh, dude, we've been going for well over an hour. That's good. Dude, time's been flying. Yeah. Time's been flying. I'm trying to think if I have any other questions about it. Um, I don't really have too many. I think I've fucking, I think I've asked them all. Yeah. No, I, I'd love to, you know, if there's anybody, you know, listening out there that, that, uh, you know, it, that, that knows somebody or is struggling themselves, you know, feel free to reach out. Yeah, I, I yeah. Love, I love I love talking about it to, with people, whether they're struggling themselves or they know somebody that's struggling or they're just interested in the topic. Yeah, I like to I like to talk about my story. Um, so for the for the folks that are listening, um, what would you recommend to somebody if they are going through this right now? It, like what, what own it? You got you have to tell people like I'm struggling. You know what I mean? I have a I have a problem with alcohol, or yeah. I have a problem with cocaine. Talk to somebody. Yeah, just you own gotta, it. Come you, got, out. you have to like, like it's got to be out there. You can't like hide it because if you're hiding it and being like, oh, I'm just not gonna drink. Yeah, that's it's not gonna work. You're just gonna keep going back. Do you journal at all? Did that? Did, um, not really. Um, yeah. I do. I meditate a lot. Okay. And that's kind. Of, I, I would almost think that's like kind of my journaling. Yeah. Meditating like thoughts in my head. Yeah. Um, but no, for for somebody that's struggling, get it out in the open. Yeah. Talk to somebody. Go to a meeting. Go to an AA meeting. Those things are amazing. It's Honestly, so uncomfortable, but I know it's. Dude, I remember the first time I walked in there, I was. I've never been so scared in my life. And then they go around, you know, they go around the room, and you know, because I was a newcomer. Yeah, there weren't that many people. Yeah, there was probably yourself. six people. Was, uh, I'm Stu, and it's like you're like, wait, am I supposed to be here? You know, <laughs> you're like, is this? For I'm me? not like those people. I'm not like those people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool, but honestly, like the whole the AA thing. Um, it's you know it's obviously alcohol anonymous but it's like we'll call it like the 12 step program yeah man everybody in the world can benefit from that it's really just like good like life principles it's not just about like you mean you're not learning like necessarily all about like addiction and alcoholism you know what i mean it's just like good like like self self help self development stuff yeah you know it's funny the guy who started that program started that after psilocybin after like doing shrooms i think yeah yeah, yeah. i knew he, that and then yeah. he wanted to incorporate it into the 12 steps but right. i guess whoever else was doing Probably it with like, him at eh. the time they're like get the fuck out of <laughs> yeah, here guys. Probably not. <laughs> we can't give drugs to more exactly <laughs> this, is, this is the place yeah. yeah man but apparently it helped him yeah. a lot which helped him develop the program yeah. now did you did you i know you so you didn't reach a point to where you had to have an intervention. You, you I mean, you, you I had, came out to your. Fa- I had a couple interventions. Oh, did you? Yeah, like, 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 but they were always like at like seven in the morning when I was like stumbling home, and then my wife would would call my mom and dad and be like, "He just got home. It's seven in the morning. Like something is really wrong." So we had a couple times where my parents would then come over and I'd be like, uh, Damn. But she never like walked into a room and never walked it like never like walked into a room sober and there was like ten people like. <laughs> You're safe. You're okay. Like we all love Stu, you. Do we love you? Yeah. No, nothing. Nothing ever like get that. Get the fuck out of here, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go get my cocaine. <laughs> no, I never, never like that. But you know, there was, and like I said, my rock bottom was, was a, was a cakewalk compared to you know. Like yeah. I said I didn't. I never killed anybody. Um, yeah. I never got a DUI. I never got arrested. I never went to jail. Um, and that's just not the case for a lot of people that suffer from this. Right. You know, that that go through you know alcohol and, and drug addiction man yeah it's a definitely- like i said you're not thinking about consequences you're just thinking about you know like okay you've had 20 drinks throughout the day and now you need your cocaine you're gonna go drive yeah there's you're no long to, there's no no it's like nothing stops you from going to get that yeah like it's it's yeah. the most powerful thing like you said man it's like you know just deal with the consequences later or whatever yeah happens. you don't even think yeah you're not you don't care 
Like, oh, I'm going to roll in at 6.30 in the morning. My wife's been sleeping for the last eight hours. Like, I don't got Whatever. I'm Damn, out. dude. She, so she never called you in the middle of the night? Like, where the oh, fuck are you? She did. Absolutely. Like, and I would, I would be like, I'm out. I'm partying. Don't worry. I'm not having an affair. I'm not cheating on you. Yeah. But I'm out. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, man. You got a good one, dude. I know. And she's like, what the fuck? And I would tell her, like, you know, it's we kind of reminisce about this shit now. It's funny. Like, cause yeah. I'm like, yeah, I would be like talking to people at the bar just like <laughs> trying to be the center of attention thinking i was cool yeah looking back on it i'm sure like i would go up to these like groups of, like there'd be four people four friends and then looking back guy? on it i'm like oh they probably love me but like looking back it's like they're probably looking at me like this guy's a fucking idiot yeah just, <laughs> yeah, just talking about you when you leave and Ex- shit exactly like well how about that guy oh man dude Man, well, I'm so glad you came on and shared this, dude, Definitely. because I think this is just such an important conversation to have so people can hear this. To feel. As humans, we all feel like uh, we're the only one going through something. We, yeah, it's hard not, to, yeah it's, so easy, it's, it's hard to see past your own struggle, though, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's good to know that you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? And right. to hear other people's success, it's like, dude, you can do it too. 100%. Yeah, yep. man. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Um, Plug your podcast, plug anything yeah, else, you know, the gym, um, socials, whatever you want. Yeah, anything so you want like, to talk to you know, people if about. You, wanna, you can find me on, on Instagram, I think is the best place. It's at uh, sbeef. Um, S- this will be on the notes too. Yeah, and B as in boy, E-A-T-H. Um, and then our podcast is the, the Sober Set Podcast, S-O-B-E-R-S-E-T. Um, and we're on ins- our podcast. We have an Instagram handle too. It's at Sober Set. Okay. Um, and then uh, – that's 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 what I got, man. Where can folks listen? Is it it's on iTunes right Everywhere. now? Yep. Everywhere. Yep. iTunes. I think we're on we're on Spotify. You guys on Spotify um, now? Yep. Nice. Yep. So nice, nice, podcast nice. store. Um, all that stuff. Cool, cool. And I'll so. put all that in the show notes. Awesome, man. All right, brother. Hey, I appreciate it again. Awesome dude. again, man. All right, everybody. Yes.